got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here. Welcome to Coffee and Crypto, and we are going to be talking about where the bottom is for Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Cardano. As you guys know, over the last couple of days, the major movers here in the crypto space have been seeing corrections. We've seen Bitcoin pull back from $46,500, where it topped out, is sitting around $42,000. Actually, excuse me, it's sitting around $45,500 right now. Ethereum's pulled back from around $3,400. It's sitting around $3,063. Cardano's sitting right around $2, and the major question in the cryptocurrency space right now is where's the bottom so that I can buy more so that I can watch Bitcoin and cryptocurrency moonshot so I can make more money. That's what we're going to talk about in today's episode of Coffee and Crypto Live. We go live 9.30 Eastern Standard Time every single weekday so make sure to smash that like button if you haven't already and subscribe to the channel for new content. We're making like 30 pieces of content every single week here on YouTube. We've just set a bunch of new records on the channel that I'm really excited about and these two have had to hear a lot about this morning but as always I am joined by my co host and your president the beard how you doing tim i thought we were going away from the beard i don't know i called yeah, you the beard you just throw i keep the calling balls. you and and your president it's I don't... all right guys i'll go by reigning hoddle trophy winner for this Oof, week there we go so. do people even know you as the president anymore i feel like i yeah, need to stop I, calling I mean, you he that literally he literally is matter, so, you know. he is literally the president of the company yeah yeah so what what do you want to be called tim Kind of crypto Tim's good for now. Kind of I want to earn my rank up to. You're just about my there. End You're goal, getting there. He's getting my there. end goal is extreme master. Extreme master crypto Tim. <laughs> crypto Tim. Extreme yes. master uh, crypto might be Tim. Might years away, but that's the end goal. I don't even know if I'm an extreme master yeah, like that. I, I shoot for the stars. Okay. Yeah. Good. When do we upgrade Jeb's name then? We love it. Yeah. What's my name? Uh, well, crypto. Jeb. I'm just crypto Jeb. That's yeah. yeah. I got I got the boring name because I was the first one of them. Anyway, yeah. we're also joined by uh, Crypto Smay. How you doing, Smay? Hello, everybody. I'm not even crypto. I'm like non not. crypto. Crypto Smay, but hello everybody. <laughs> Hold on, let me run my left turn. I have a new ankle if you haven't told. Yeah. I have a new camera. He has a new camera. What yeah. happened to the old camera, Smay? Nothing happened to the old what, camera. Nothing, nothing happened? Nothing. Okay. Okay. If you watch yesterday's show, you'll know what we're talking about, but that's okay. We have a lot to cover today, guys. We are going to do a little bit of a market recap before we get started. Give me one second. I'm going to grab Coin Market Cap and let's go ahead and look at Coin Market Cap. On Bitcoin, we have seen a retracement of 2.5%. Ethereum's down 5.5%. Binance Coin is down 6%. And Cardano is down 3.75%. If we look at some of our big gainers and losers, we can see that Quant is up 23%. And Arweave is up 22%. But if we not go to DeFi, that's not what I meant to do. If we look at our biggest losers, we are going to see Axie Infinity, Thorchain, Compound, Aave, and Uniswap. A lot of the big DeFi projects and decentralized applications having major corrections. But one of them that's really interesting is Audius. We talked about this on Around the Blockchain yesterday, actually. Audius has just partnered with TikTok. And if we have time later on in today's video, we are going to talk about this article. Audius is going to be partnering with TikTok, and they doubled in valuation very quickly following this. But like I said, we're going to start with some technical analysis. Specifically, we're going to start with some Bitcoin technical analysis, but we're going to talk about all three of the major cryptos that we follow here on the channel, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Cardano. Starting here with Bitcoin, I want to show you the bearish signals, then we're going to talk about the bullish signals, then we're going to find our support, and then we're going to come to our conclusions. So, the first thing that we need to look at here on Bitcoin is what is known as the Relative Strength Index, or the RSI. The RSI right now is seeing downtrends on its peaks. We can see here on the four-hourly chart, there are downtrending highs. We're seeing lower highs. However, on the date on the four-hourly chart for Bitcoin, we are seeing higher highs. So, we have an uptrending level of resistance here on Bitcoin, and we now can see that we have a downtrending level of resistance resistance here on the RSI. That is bearish, and it is one of the reasons why Bitcoin corrected and pulled back below this uptrending level of support that we drew yesterday. In fact, this uptrending level of support was a cop-out because the original uptrending level of support looked like this. So now Bitcoin has broken both of its uptrending levels of support and is now in the process of pulling back. But this is not necessarily a bad thing. We talked about extensively here on the channel over the last couple of weeks that Bitcoin was overextended, that Bitcoin needed to correct and consolidate and trade sideways and get ready for a move to the upside. This is okay, but we do want to make sure that we understand what's happening so we can look for buying opportunities. Bitcoin right now has a couple of major levels of support that we will get to in a second, but we also want to look at our bearish signals. Looking at Lux Algo, 
We can see that Lux Algo has a sell signal on the four hourly chart. We actually posted about this sell signal over on our Twitter. That was courtesy of Tim. Thank you for that, Tim. Yeah. People loved that sell signal that you posted on our Twitter. Over on our Twitter, we're going to start posting signals for what Lux Algo is telling us and what other technical indicators are telling us. We can see just a couple of hours ago, about 16 hours ago, actually, we saw a sell signal here on Bitcoin USD pushing us below this uptrending level of support. If you don't already use Lux Algo, you absolutely should. It is one of the best technical indicators I've ever used in my entire career. And by the way, I always show you these buy and sell signals because it's easy to digest. There's actually two other indicators in the Lux Algo in the excuse me, Lux Algo is this indicator. There's actually two other indicators called the Lux Algo, uh, the Lux Oscillator, and then there's another one, the Lux uh, Bands, uh, Lux Cloud, I think it is. And those three indicators all come together. I show you like 10% of one of the three indicators. So there's a lot that you get with this. Make sure to check it out with the link in the description box down below. Anyway, looking out on the daily chart, we can also still see that bearish RSI divergence, but there's actually quite a bit of reasons to be bullish on Bitcoin. I keep wanting to jump to the bullish stuff. Came, come on, Jeb. You gotta, I gotta, I gotta chill and stay on the bearish stuff for a second. I want to jump to the bullish stuff because there's so much of it. Anyway, there was a bearish uh, TD sequential flash here on the 13th of August. That is another reason why we started pulling to the downside. That has now reset, so that's a good sign. We also know that Bitcoin was riding the outside of the Bollinger Bands. We've now pulled back to test those, and we've also come down and tested the 20 exponential moving average, or come close to it anyway. I talked about yesterday how this level is sitting at $43,500. I said that we will probably pull back somewhere between $42,500 to $44,500. I said that on last uh, Friday is when I said that, I believe. I said that on last fr uh, last Friday that we're going to expect Bitcoin to pull back to $42,500 and uh, $42,500 to $44,500. We've now pulled back to $44,500. I think we might have a little bit ways uh, to go from there. I think I think the level, uh, you know, looking at this morning, I clarified. I, I was a little off on it. It's not quite $42,500. It's, it's going to be $42,000 between two and three hundred. Uh, so, and that's the last level. That was a massive level of resistance for the last couple of uh months that we are now going to be turning into support. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, it's really important that we pay attention to our old uh, indicators at 44.2. Is that what you said? It's like 42. It's like it, it's it, you could put it anywhere, depending on if you use the candle body or the candle wick. It's going to be somewhere between 42.200 and 42.300. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, if we look back on the history of Bitcoin, we can see what he's talking about. We have big levels of resistance here on the 8th of January when we hit our all time high at 42K. We also tested this as support here on the 28th of February. Moving forward in history, we also see that we tested it as resistance. We came close here in mid-June, and we also tested it as resistance here on the 31st of July. This is more than likely where we're going to pull back to at the most. This is what we said a week ago, and it looks like that might be coming to pass. So, we've talked about the bearish signals. There's RSI divergence. Obviously, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency got overextended. Obviously, we hit a nine flash on the TD sequential. And by the way, everything I'm saying right now is also showing up on the other major cryptocurrencies. We hit a nine flash a lot earlier on Ethereum, and we managed to reset already. But if you look at the um, at the TD sequential over here on ADA, it shows the exact same thing. So we've seen all three of these guys now actually reset their TD sequential, which is very healthy. Their RSI is now resetting back down into healthier territory, like a low of 58 on Bitcoin's daily chart RSI. We're going to move into what the support looks like and the bullish case for these cryptocurrencies and come to a conclusion on where you should be looking to put your buy-ins because I know you guys are looking forward to making the most out of this dip. We've talked about how Bitcoin needs to stop for gas. It is now at the truck stop and it's about to head out. We need to figure out when is it going to so that we can make the most of this correction. Before we get into all of that though, guys, if you're enjoying today's stream, make sure to smash that like button and subscribe to the channel and I'll tell you exactly why. Because we come at you every single day seven days a week we post a ton of content with integrity and humility as two of our core values we have more but those are the two that are most important to me and we come to bring you educational and entertaining content that helps to make you more profitable in the cryptocurrency space with expertise to boot so if you're interested in that if you're interested in the fastest growing cryptocurrency technical analysis channel on youtube make sure to hit that big red subscribe button tim do you see any other big bearish signals that called this movement that I'm missing? Yeah, um, so again, when we say bearish signal, we also need to make sure we're understanding this wasn't like a fall. This was a correction. And there's mm -hmm. a very big distinction between the two because you do see a lot of bears out there saying, oh, the price went down. That's the end. We hit the top. That's it. No, 
corrections happen. So mm-hmm. one of our other jobs that we do here on this show is we are FUD fighters. We are FUD fighters. Uh, we'll tell you if there's a reason to be afraid. This is not a reason to be afraid. This is all part of the plan. As I said a long time ago, which we didn't get, I remember, I think I said this back on the 12th of August. I thought we should have gone down and touched 42 around 500, maybe 300 yep. back then. We only made it down to uh, 43,600, 43,700. So if we go down back to 42, it is okay because it, we just delayed. We delayed what we should have done the entire time. Mm. I'm still in the boat, though, just so you guys know. Uh, just because we could go down that far does not mean we will. Uh, fundamentals, on-chain analysis, excitement in the market can change and make things not play out the way we always think they will. That is one thing. I think Jeb talked about this last week. When you're doing technical analysis, don't marry yourself to the technical analysis you did three days ago. Yep. Just because you did technical analysis that was solid and was good three days ago, things can change. So continuously update your technical mm. analysis. That's why we tell people, hey, we love when you come on and watch the show. Look at the daily TA. That is great. But unless you can do it yourself, you might end up making a trade based off of old analysis when if you were looking at it day by day, you can better inform all of your trades, all of your movements, all of your investments. And so that's why it's so valuable for you to know how to do this stuff yourself. Mm-hmm. So while I still think there is a chance that we go all the way down to 42,300, you know, that area, that doesn't mean we will. And I don't see anything happening on this that confirms that's how far we're going. And I don't see anything saying that we could go any farther than that. Yeah. No, I think 42.5 is the level that we should all be looking at. And like you said, we kind of expected that it was going to hit that level several days ago, back yes. on the 13th or 14th or whatever, and it didn't happen. But now it might be in the cards. So, like I said, we're going to talk about moving up here into the next part of our show, where the bottom is and what indicators are telling us that. But let's pause really quickly and read some of these very generous super chats. We have a lot of them already. Thank you guys yes, very much. There's actually some uh, some really interesting ones. We got one from Corey do we have more? I think we have three. There's four, actually. Four, okay, so that one just came in. Corey, Corey Bates is the first Corey one. Bates said, uh, Tim, shout out for growing with Jeb. Seeing your crypto knowledge grow makes me want to sign up for CD2A. Let's go. Yes, it's that, a lot of it came from that. Uh, now, he says, I'll be back to talk trash the week of FSU versus DT. <laughs> Here's the thing, Corey. Virginia Tech doesn't play FSU this year. So what you're really saying is you're going to come back for the ACC championship game because that is the only way Florida State will play Virginia Tech. In which case, as much as I dislike Florida State, I would be very glad to see it because that means Virginia Tech won the Coastal. And I am sure that if we can win the Coastal, we can beat Florida State. I'm not a a sports guy, so I didn't catch 80% of what he just said. Except, 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 I'm confused. You're saying that FSU is going to win anything this year? Yeah, that's the real hard thing to believe in this whole thing. Is that they're going to get to a championship? Yeah, and, and I know much, enough about the football to know m- FSU sucks. As much as I love VT, I will be very happy for VT to win happy? the coastal, but also very surprised. Happy? North Carolina and, and Miami are probably going to be pretty good. Guys, show. smash that like button. We got everything you need. We got um, two nerds, Smay and I, and then a uh, football guy. Yeah, if that's yeah. not a good reason to subscribe. I don't know what is. I, I mean, I watch sports too. Oh well, he's a he's a sports nerd. Sport. He's a sports and a nerd. So we got. I'm a, I'm a double whammy. He's a double whammy. We got a ninety nine dollar. I mean, hundred dollar. It's ninety nine ninety nine from Harry Malinsky. He said, "Cheers from Malibu." Uh, that is crypto vet. Crypto vet. Yeah. So good uh, deal, vet. Thank you very very much, my friend. That is a giant donation. I appreciate that. Uh, oh, so that is he's just doing it from a different. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Mar- Maro Cabrera, mm-hmm. I think. Morning, guys. So my dad just sold a house in Uruguay and needs to bring one hundred fifty thousand to the U.S., but he wants to pay little or no tax. Ooh, scary start. Should he just buy $150,000 worth of Bitcoin there and send it to his wallet? Question mark. So here's my answer to that. Yeah. Pay your taxes. Bitcoin is not created to be a way of avoiding taxes. Please follow all laws of your nation and the nation that you are moving to. However, there are many ways to use the tax code to pay less in taxes legally. The Mm -hmm. tax code is tens of thousands of pages long, and there are legal ways to avoid paying taxes. Keyword is legal. It is our responsibility as stewards of our money to give Uncle Sam the the least that we possibly can legally. I don't want to get somebody clipping this and trying to get me in trouble because they're saying, oh, Jab wants you to not pay taxes. I want you to pay your taxes, guys. I want you to follow every single law that there is. 
However, there are ways that you can get out of paying some of those taxes. Talk to a really good tax attorney. Bitcoin is not the way to do that. You will get arrested more than likely, and it will be a big, big problem. Please don't do that. It puts a bad image on the rest of cryptocurrency. We are not tax professionals. We are not tax we professionals. Not I'm tax asking you to talk to one. <laughs> we are but not we tax do pay professionals. Our taxes, and trust me, it's a major headache. Oh yeah, it's because, a giant headache. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. It was I fun hate this crypto year taxes. taxes. Oh good lord, it's gonna uh, suck. Next one. Man, I don't know if we're going to really give an answer mm, on this one. I don't know if I'm going to answer that 2420 Tokyo Bull says, what do you guys think about the vaccine mandate in New York? I think it's authoritarian. I think if I weigh in too much on that, my channel might disappear. I, all I'm going to say is I have a brother in New York. Moving uh, on, moving on. I have a brother on. in New York who he uh, he... He seems to be okay with it. You know, he's he's just whatever. You know, that's how he is. So I'm not giving my opinion. Jeff's not going to give his opinion. Nope. May doesn't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on, moving on, moving yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, Andrew BTC. So he he bit an emoji. So he Zach, I saw the super sticker. So it, it, Zach changed it, but he just said you're amazing. Uh, get fifty dollars, Andrew yeah. BTC. Come on. That's called a super sticker, guys. You're yeah. able to do those now. I don't know how, frankly, but they are a thing. So there you go. We're, we're going to go ahead and move on back to our technical analysis. If you guys are enjoying today's stream, make sure to smash that like button and consider subscribing. Even before we start, let's read Corey Bates, because we're already on the topic. Yeah, Corey Bates, okay. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, he says, Jed, I had, uh, Jeb, I had to come back and say FSU was a powerhouse for decades. Tim, FSU is making moves. What is VT doing recently? Well, what Roasted. moves is FSU making other than losing? Also, Virginia <laughs> Tech was a powerhouse as well. We had the longest, until Bama took it from us, we had the longest streak of 10-win seasons uh, a decade ago, and last year, due to COVID, was the year that broke our leading bowl winning streak which we were tied with FSU or I think we won behind FSU but they just don't count because they cheated during their powerhouse years. Sounds like both so of y'all have some Al we Bundy don't cheat, syndrome. Corey is ultimately why Sounds we're like uh, both of y'all have some Al Bundy syndrome like back in high school I did this and Tim you literally <laughs> oh have Al gosh. Bundy syndrome because you Listen, love talking about your nine my touchdowns. My thing is if, if he's going to say FSU is making moves because of the way they're recruiting FSU's recruited well for a long long time. They just They just can't stink. play. They just can't play. They're just messed up. So All I know is that I may be Literally right across University Avenue from Florida, from University of Florida Stadium, but roll tide. Yeah, well, you just doxed us. That one for that uh, one. We've just Man, been people doxed. know where we are. That's all right, and we're moving in a week and a half too. So whatever. Anyway, right. off topic. Let's get back onto the charts. I know that's what you guys came here for. Bitcoin rallied all the way and touched forty-eight and a half thousand dollars, and of course, it has been correcting for the last four days. We've already talked about the bearish things. Let's talk about the bullish things, and then we'll move on to our support. We've already kind of unpacked quite a bit of the support, actually. So we're really just talking about the bullish arguments. And Tim actually has a couple of these I'm going to let him jump into here in a second, so I will not talk on the ones that he's going to mention, but... First thing I want to mention to you guys is a longer term indicator, and it is the MACD. I actually forgot to mention this earlier, so I'm going to mention it now. The bearish cross on the daily chart MACD is something to pay attention to and could lead to a few more days of correction, as with the bearish RSI divergence we saw earlier. But that's not actually what I wanted to show you. I wanted to show you the bullish MACD cross that we are seeing happen this week. I actually made an entire video about this yesterday. It is the biggest buy signal that I have seen on Bitcoin in a very long time, and it is a very good reason to believe that the next several months are going to be very bullish for your favorite cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin included. One more that I'll show you really quickly is the hash ribbons. I've talked about this in previous videos. Also, we have an entire video up on the channel recently about this, so I'm not going to go into too much detail, but we have seen a buy signal on the hash ribbons on the 2nd of August. That's the first time that that has happened ever since November of last year. If you go back on the channel, we have an entire video talking about this. It went up last week. I showed you guys every single buy signal that hash ribbons have ever done, and those buy signals are invariably going to lead to bull markets. Let me go ahead and turn that over. I'm getting a call for some reason. Uh, nevertheless, guys, the Bitcoin market looks very healthy right now. We're above the 20 weekly exponential moving average, and everything is doing very, very well, shorter term, however, there are still quite a few reasons to be bullish, not including that MACD cross out on the daily chart. For example, the volume is still pretty high compared to what we saw back during mid-June and the beginning of July. Ever since July 21st, when we started to rally, the volume has been quite a bit higher, and there are several other reasons to believe that we're going to remain bullish. For example, we pulled back down into the Bollinger Bands. We're sitting right around the mid-level, which a lot of times is where you bounce off of. On top of that, looking down on the four-hourly chart there is actually bullish RSI divergence as well as the bearish RSI divergence. Is it on the four-hour chart or the one-hour chart, Tim? Which one? The bullish RSI divergence that we saw earlier on Bitcoin. So, honestly, the way I was looking at it, I think you can see it slightly on the daily, but it becomes more clear on the four-hourly. But for sure on the four-hourly. Yeah, for sure on the four-hourly. Let's go ahead and look at the four-hourly chart here on Bitcoin. 
what we're seeing on Bitcoin is a downtrending level of support right here, and we're seeing an uptrending level of support right here. So the reason that this is important, guys, I'm going to go ahead and clean up the chart here, take off some of these levels and trends that we don't need, get rid of the MACD, turn that off, boom, now we can see it nice and clearly. There is an uptrending level of support here on the four-hourly daily, uh, four-hour chart for Bitcoin, and there's a downtrending level of support here on the RSI. Now, keep in mind, we talked about earlier how there's resistance here and resistance here. So there was bearish RSI divergence, which was constituted by this. Well, guess what? We saw the correction. The correction has pushed us all the way down, negative 7%, negative $3,500. And frankly, it there's a good argument to be made that it could push us even farther to the downside. We could break below our current level of support at 43.7, which would invalidate this current uh, bullish RSI divergence, and it would mean that we probably continue lower. However, at the moment anyway, if the level of support that we just set last night uh, excuse me, at $44,500 holds, then we should be expecting a rally to ensue. Bullish RSI divergence and bearish RSI divergence, both of them are very rarely ignored in the history of Bitcoin and crypto. Tim, I know you've been doing a lot of research with RSI divergence. A lot of times lately when we were talking about RSI divergence, it's actually Tim that found it. So Tim, what are your takes on this RSI divergence? Should we be listening more to the bearish that we saw a week ago or the bullish that we're seeing now? Well, no, we, we okay, so could we continue to move downwards? Absolutely. And that's what happened from that bearish RSI divergence. But we are now seeing bullish RSI divergence form, which is going to be sending us up. And this is not divergence that sends us up to the moon. It's changing the trend. That's what this RSI divergence is showing. And, and if you really pay attention day in and day out, we're constantly seeing divergence happen. Every now and then, you have a day where nothing changed, or two days or three days and nothing changed. But we're actually more often than not seeing bearish divergence play out for a couple days, then it shifts to bullish divergence, bearish, bullish, bearish, bullish. And it's not necessarily saying I look at this indicator and say, oh, this is why we're going to see Bitcoin go to new all-time highs or we're going to drop back down below. It's simply a trend. It's changing the trend. Mm -hmm. We were in a massive upward trend for the last couple weeks or week and a half, I guess, two weeks. Mm -hmm. We shifted, we went to a little bit of a correction, more of a downward trend, and now we're seeing, all right, it's time to shift back, continue going up, which is a normal thing in a healthy market. Bitcoin, what's really good about it is Bitcoin is actually in a healthy space for the first time in a little minute. Yeah. So, so Tim, based on all the technical analysis that we've done, where do you think the cryptocurrency markets are going in the next couple of weeks? And do you think the bottom's in, or do you think we're going lower? No, I, I think... The ah, gosh, is the bottom in? I don't know. It, there's a lot of evidence to say potentially it is, uh, but I think people more throw that statement out based off of feelings more so than reasoning. Uh, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people who do say that opinion and probably have a good reason for it, but I think a lot of people just don't want crypto to go any lower. Yeah. So they say, oh, the bottom's in. Uh, look, we bounced yes. a little bit. We're seeing a little rally. Here's the thing. Wait this could have been the bottom. The same way, despite the fact that we were wrong, I will continue to hold to the opinion that we had here a couple weeks ago when we said Bitcoin could have made it all the way down to 25000 mm -hmm. That's where the bottom could have been. Did it make it down there? No. But it doesn't change the fact that a lot of technicals, fundamentals, and on-chain analysis said that that was a potential. Potential doesn't always mean it's going to happen. It just is a possibility. So the same thing I would say, in my opinion, just being about Bitcoin, I know more about Bitcoin's bottom than uh, Ethereum or Cardano. Uh, however, I would say the bottom could possibly be that 42,300, yeah. 42,500. Yeah. But that isn't a safe bet that it's definitely going there. For all we know, we have hit the bottom here at 44,266, I think, yep. was what we saw. That could be it. And yeah. now we just keep going up. Or we could go a little lower. Yeah. Drop a like on the video if you agree with Tim. And drop a one in chat if you agree with Tim. A two in chat if you disagree with him. You think it's actually higher. The bottom's already in. Or you think it's going to go lower. I... Gotta say, I pretty much agree with Tim. I think the bottom is as low as $42,500. I think it's probably going to end up being somewhere around that forty-three dollars to $44,000 zone. And the reason for that is because of the bearish RSI divergence, but also keeping in mind all of the bullish factors that are going on. We've had a bearish MACD cross, but the bearish MACD cross is probably not going to last very long. It needs a couple of days to play out. It's rare to see a strong bearish MACD cross like we've seen just reverse the next day. It doesn't happen very often. 
often. So I think we're probably going to see another two to three days of bearishness. Probably uh, we're going to see it move on through Friday, maybe on into Saturday. And I think we'll start seeing a reversal sometime around Friday to Sunday, somewhere in that time period. Honestly, guys, I really do think we'll be back up above $50,000 in the next two to three weeks. And I think Cardano and Ethereum are going to follow right along with that. Remember, guys, we're talking mainly about Bitcoin here, but almost all of the technicals that we're showing you on Bitcoin are identical on the Ethereum and the Cardano charts. So that's my take on where Bitcoin is going. Drop a, uh, drop a like on the video if you agree with that and tell us in chat where you think it is. Drop a, uh, t a price target that you have in chat. What do you think Bitcoin is going to go to before it actually bottoms out? Let's go ahead and read a couple super chats. But before we do, I do want to address something that I see every once in a while in the chat. People sometimes criticize us for only reading the super chats. And the and the reason that we only read the super chats is because, guys, almost a third of the show is us reading super chats. And those are just super chats. We are so incredibly blessed to have so many people watching our show that if we tried to answer every single question, we'd be here for a really long time. And it'd be hard for us to get through any of our content. It would be a, the, the show would never end because we'd be answering so many questions and we want to answer all those questions and we're working really hard to make sure that our customer service is where it needs to be so we're able to answer those questions we're working really hard to mute my computer so it doesn't go off during the stream and we're working really hard to make sure we're serving you guys the best that we possibly can so i'm sorry that we're not able to answer every single question frankly even just reading the super chats takes a lot of the stream so we are trying i apologize if we don't always get to every single question but i want you to know that our heart is that we want yeah. to give you the best information that we possibly can with that said let's go ahead and read some super chats yes, and yes, yes. If there's yes, any other yes. questions, then we can try and get to those. So, uh, Corey Bates is back in. He, we, he's in here twice, actually. Uh, he first says, Jeb, I had to come back and say FSU was a powerhouse for deck. Oh, no, we oh, we my, bad, my bad, my bad, my yeah. bad. My bad, everybody. Felix, Danny, Estiva says, you guys are awesome. What is your guys' opinion on Hedra H-Bar? Hedra H-Bar? I'm not very familiar with it. Got to be yeah. honest. Nope, I, I definitely am not. I've heard of it, but I don't know much about it. So here we go. Corey Bates again said, last super chat. Tim, when has FSU cheated? You sound salty shakers emoji is what Zach posted in here. He sounds salty. Uh, back no, in it literally, he put salty shakes. I know he did. Yeah. I'm saying what Zach posted, so I'm reading what Zach posted. Oh. Back in 2009, uh, Florida State had sanctions for playing ineligible players. They were failing tests, so academically, Florida State's not really that great. Uh, they were paying players to be recruited there, which, to be fair, a lot of teams do that, but not all of them get caught. So they weren't even good at cheating. Uh, that's cheat, where, at least that's good at it. Cheated, you know? uh, let's see. Dang. Uh, Tony420 Togebull said Democrats went from Trump. Blah, blah, blah. We're not going to read blah. that super chat. All right. Tony, uh, okay. we, appreciate, we appreciate the super chat, but this is not a political show. And whenever there's a super chat like that, we will thank you for your donation, but we're not going to read it. Yes, guys. Yep. I mean, whether or not we agree or not, which we don't. I mean, I'm not saying we do. I don't know, but we can't. We can't read that anyways for the, the yeah, safety for the of our sake channel, of the guys. Safety of our YouTube channel, we yeah. can't read this that. So true. please don't post things like that. Uh, this yeah. is not. But you're more than entitled to your own political opinions. But this is not the place for. This is not a channel that is going to read those. That is not our purpose here. Anywho, those are all the super chats. So let's go ahead and move on here. There is a couple of things I want to talk about as far as on-chain metrics. And Tim, I know you've been. And looking at the on-chain metrics quite a bit lately, so I'm sure you'll have some input on this. Yeah. We have an article here saying the only expected outcome of Bitcoin's trend flipping is, and we go on to read. Over the last three days, Bitcoin has lost about 4% of its price, pulling back from $46,000 down to where it is now of around 44 and a half excuse me, 45 or so. Uh, from the rain, uh, da, 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 da. This led to some significant selling in the market as over 30,000 Bitcoin ended up back in exchanges wallets. This is 1.4 billion, this $1.4 billion worth of selling spree was the highest single day selling since November of 2020. So a lot of people sold the top, obviously. But what I'm actually interested in looking at here is this chart. Take a look at the net position change. Right over here, we are seeing an exchange, uh, the, the uh, amount of cryptocurrency flowing out of exchanges at a record high. In fact, we talked about this a couple of days ago, so we're actually talking about this again. The amount of Bitcoin flowing off exchanges right now looks to be about 100,000 Bitcoin a day. <laughs> A day, guys. That is uh -huh. an incredibly high amount of Bitcoin flowing off of exchanges. Tim, I know we've already talked about that 
uh, cryptocurrency flowing off of exchanges is bullish because people are hodling. Yes. But let's give a little bit of a rundown for everybody who doesn't really understand why that occurs. What does this mean for the the economics of Bitcoin and crypto? Why should people be interested in this? It, it's, it's simply, again, if you're following the logic of supply over demand and it, what it's doing is taking there's OK, let me pause real quick. There's two ways to increase the supply over demand. One is to uh, decrease the supply to make the price go up. The other is to increase the demand. Mm -hmm. So what the exchange, what the outflows can control is the amount of supply that there is. And every time you outflow, every time you pull off of exchanges, you're decreasing that supply. So even if the demand stays still, the price will go up. Uh, so the reason it's so significant is because, as we talked about yesterday, obviously Bitcoin is finite. It has a certain number of coins available. Some get lost. Some get you know, they, you know, they get, they get lost. Others get yeah destroyed. Then some just get pulled off completely to where, hey, they're not even available at the moment mm -hmm. to be taken. Therefore, that lowers the level of available coins, available Bitcoin. And therefore, even if the demand stayed the same, because there's less supply, the price has to go up because that demand is the same. And then what we're seeing, I actually think right now, and the reason why I think we're going to hit 100,000 by the end of the year is because not only are we seeing the supply go down due to outflows and people losing Bitcoin and, and whatsoever, we're also seeing the demand not stay still, but go up. The number of active wallets, I think, is actually, I don't know if it's hitting a current all-time high, but it's hitting the same number of like the amount of wallets we had back when Bitcoin was at like 13,000 mm -hmm. right before a massive rally. We're hitting those numbers now at this massive price. So that is clear. We're seeing a combination of supply go down, demand go up. Yep. That is astronomically bullish for the price of Bitcoin. So what we're trying to do here, guys, is we're trying to ascertain three things, really. One, Bitcoin is in a short-term correction. Two, there is a level of support beneath us, and we want to figure out what that is. And three, the long-term is incredibly bullish for Bitcoin. Let's spend like 30 seconds here. And chat, I want you to join in on what we're going to do here. Let's just literally think about every single reason to be bullish on Bitcoin and shout it out. Let's do it. Tim, what do you got? Long-term. Outflows? Outflows. The, the, awesome. The amount of outflows right now is is an all-time high almost. Buy signal on the hash ribbons on the daily chart because the hash uh, the hash rate on Bitcoin is increasing. Matt, you got anything? Uh, I was responding to a chat. Tell me what was going on. I got another one. Okay, what you got? The amount of miners that moved from China to the United States. Yes, wait, wait, all those ask me the question. Ask me the question. I want to something, something we've seen recently for the price of Bitcoin to, to explain why the price of Bitcoin will go up. Um, uh, Major long-term bullish signals. Buying. People buying. Buying. People buying. That's true. What about the fear and greed index, Tim? You were looking at that earlier. Yeah, the fear and greed index. So I saw someone post in chat that it's at 65. I don't know what they're finding because what I'm seeing is Bitcoin is currently sitting at 73. Ethereum is sitting at 75 themselves, which is actually kind of funny because despite the fact that the price went down yesterday, mm -hmm. the greed went up, which while I know there's a lot of evidence and a lot of people go by the kind of the factor of when I see the greed high, I kind of stay still and don't make moves. Yeah. When I see the fear high, when I see it trying to fear, that's when I make my purchases. But I think that greed is almost a combination of these outflows of people saying, listen, I am sold on Bitcoin yep. and whether the price goes up or down, I'm going to keep my Bitcoin and that's why I'm, I'm pulling it off. I think this is a correlation where normally people would look at the level of greed and say, ah, do I want to, you know, do I want to get in here? I think it's actually a reason to say, no, that greed is backing up why Bitcoin is so valuable is because people are so greedy with it because they see its value. Yep. And it's like, hey, that greed index is going to continue to grow because the price is going to grow and people are going to continually see that increased value. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people are incredibly bullish on Bitcoin right now. We see more people buying Bitcoin and coming into the cryptocurrency space than perhaps ever before. I got something. How about the massive institutional adoption of Bitcoin and crypto that we have seen over the last Last several year over the last several months over the last year or so remember it was not long ago it was only about six seven months ago that michael saylor got a ton of yes. people a ton of cfo ceos and other industry executives in one room sat them down and explained to them what bitcoin and cryptocurrency is what do we see six months later amazon's looking to hire somebody for a cryptocurrency position walmart's looking to hire someone for a cryptocurrency position facebook we already know has been involved with crypto for years they just don't talk about it with um the, the, with the project that they're launching libra and everything they're still involved with 
with it. Uh, Apple looks like they might be moving in the direction of some kind of cryptocurrency adoption in the future. PayPal has Venmo and PayPal now doing Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. We had our first IPO in cryptocurrency history just four months ago. Coinbase IPO and it's currently worth over $50 billion. The cryptocurrency market just hit $2 trillion again for the first time in a very long time. If you are looking for a project to buy into, I don't know why you wouldn't yeah. have Bitcoin. The other one is El, El Salvador leading El Salvador. the way, but they're not the only country who's dabbling with the concept of allowing Bitcoin to be legal tender. Yep. We see other countries in South Africa, or South Africa, South America, other countries in Africa who are potentially going to be following that uh, route of adoption of Bitcoin. These are all things that will make Bitcoin explode. And I remember we talked about this a couple weeks ago. We were asking what the 10-year prediction is. I actually think that while it might not be the most influential factor in our the price right now, when we talk about what the price of Bitcoin will be 10 years from now, El Salvador and these other countries are the biggest factor. Because oh, heck yeah. if they follow through and if they actually begin to use Bitcoin as legal tender, that's the difference between Bitcoin maybe only being a million, maybe a little less than a million and potentially being upwards of five to eight million dollars maybe even pushing ten million dollars mm -hmm. ten years from now and you know it's funny i hear some people sometimes say like oh well i've heard this before like yeah you have heard it before and, most and, and and bitcoin set a new all-time high from twenty thousand dollars to sixty five thousand what, what do you mean you've heard it before as if that's a bad thing yeah yeah in five years bitcoin has rallied a hundred x so yeah. what we're saying is right you know just because we're not moving to the moon literally right now uh by the way we just rallied 50 percent in the span of three weeks what other market are you going to get those returns in by the way what other 800 billion dollar market are you going to get those returns in you're not going to find that there's nothing this volatile in the history of mankind that is safe you have things that are this volatile like fiat currencies that are in the middle of hyperinflation, but that's not the kind of volatility you want. Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is probably the biggest opportunity for life-changing wealth of our generation. Yes. The last time we saw anything like this was when this internet stock was when uh, the internet bubble was being built and when the internet stocks were exploding in 93 all the way up to through 2001. People made life-changing amounts of money then. But guess what? You had to be on Wall Street. You had to be a broker. You had to already have money. You couldn't really make the most out of it if you were just Joe Schmo down the street. Now you can because crypto is built on that same internet that's worth tens of trillions of dollars and powers our entire global economy. And guess what? Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is going to do that too. And it's coming next. And that's why we come at you every single day here on this YouTube channel because we want to teach you what we know about cryptocurrency because it can make a difference in your life. Drop a one in chat if you need crypto to make a difference in your life and if you really do truly believe that it can. I want to see a lot of ones in chat. And also, by the way, I want to see a lot of likes. We've got over 3,000 people watching, only 908 likes. I know that we can get to 1,500 likes here in the next couple of minutes. Yeah. Let's go ahead and read some super chats while we're doing that. Before we have a super chat, I actually uh, I want to answer a question. I saw it earlier in chat. He he issued again. He said he was discussing with you yesterday on Twitter. Travis Sow uh, Sowell. Sowell said that uh, you said that today you were going to answer his question about Lux Algo settings, and I bet you there's a yes, lot of people. Yes, yes, I did, I did, I did, I did. Thank you, so thank Travis, you so much for that. Here's for you Here and anybody else. Thank you very much. See, I completely forgot about this. This is why I want him to tell me. Okay, so on Lux Algo, Lux Algo actually just apparently released the 4.0, the 4. Point update. So I need to look into that. Yes. The segment, the settings that I currently use are literally the, de the default ones. You know, you can go in into their Discord server, you can change them. They have the different updates and everything. You can put it on autopilot. There's literally a setting right here to put it on autopilot. I don't do that. I use this right here. So the two things you need to look at are your signal sensitivity and your confirmation signals agility. These are the two inputs you need to pay attention to. I keep it at 12 on signal sensitivity yes. and 26 on confirmation signals agility. By the way, I'm about 98% certain that those are actually the default settings. I'm pretty, so. I'm pretty sure I haven't changed this at all ever since I got it. So if you want to use Lux Algo, personally, I would turn it on and not fiddle with it because I've gotten the best results on every single time frame with 1226, 12 being the signal sensitivity and 26 being the confirmation signals agility. So there you go. Thank you very much. I actually managed to answer that yes. question. Appreciate that. All right. We got super chats to answer. Ozzy Todd. Ozzy Todd's a consistent uh, super chat. So Ozzy, you, you're, Ozzy. You're, you're going down in the uh, in the list of favorites. Yeah. Uh, Ozzy Todd said, I can help with HBAR. Okay, sweet. This 
this is a question someone asked earlier. Was bullish on it for ages, then watched a video on it by a YouTuber. Tokenomics are terrible and it's highly inflationary. Not an investment advice. Oh, and hashtag burn the truck. That's right, because Ali Todd is also oh my a, gosh. a kind of crypto Tim fan. Lame. Uh, so that's the first one. Um, hope that helps the people that asked about HBAR. Uh, Mohammed Badway, Badaway said, do you think alts could decouple from Bitcoin. Yeah, absolutely. We've seen yes. altcoin cycles happen many times in the history of crypto where the altcoins moonshot and Bitcoin follows their lead. I think that's actually more than likely what's going to happen this bull market. Yeah. We've already seen that occur in a certain way. Bitcoin's down 26% from all-time high. Ethereum's down 23% from all-time high. Cardano's down 8% from all-time high. And Solana broke all-time high by like 20%. I was going to say, look at Sol- Solana missed the memo from the turtle prediction this yeah, week. it did. That they were supposed to go down. It did. Uh, it they're really clearly did. doing it did not get the memo from the turtles. Uh, next one from Gurton10 said, when slash what is your prediction for a bear market? I think the bear market is a long way off. And frankly, the bottom of the bear market is probably going to be no lower than where we are right now. Yeah. I'd be surprised. It actually might be higher than it, where we it are It literally right now. might yeah. be. Yeah. Uh, it seriously might be. By the way, in this afternoon's video, we are going to be talking about... Uh, we're going to be talking about the stock to flow and its predictions for Bitcoin. So make sure you tune in this afternoon. That video will be going up at 2.30 Eastern time. And we'll be talking about where Bitcoin is heading next and why the stock to flow ratio predicts it so well. So make sure to tune in for that. Okay. Keeping on moving. Andrew Creel said, it may be for the safety of your YouTube channel, but I appreciate Okay, I appreciate the willingness to not go political on here. Can't seem to get away from it. No question. Love the channel. God bless. Yeah. I'm, I, yeah. I, I do want to say something on that though guys this is like i am glad that this is a place for people like like you that we can you can come and not have to feel pressure about yeah. all the kind of outward forces that are constantly weighing on us every day mm-hmm. i think that's like you said it is for the safety of our channel but at the same time we want to keep this as an environment that you can come and feel safe and comfortable and not have to worry about what mm-hmm. you're being bombarded with mm-hmm. literally every minute of your life yep so Thank you for saying that, and I'm, I'm glad yeah. that we're able to do that for and you. And also, everyone is entitled to their political views. Just because we don't talk about it does not mean we do not have political views. Oh, we we do have discussions all the time in office, but I love what Smay just said is having a political view where while I believe in the right to free speech and allow the right to say whatever you want, I'm a big proponent of, man, but let's think through things we say. Yeah, of course. Like any view I have, if it's not rooted in love for other people, I can't say I love other people and then just bombard people with things uh, pretty much attacking them. So like, please in chat, like guys, like, if you want to give your view, be respectful of other people. Be respectful and loving. The number one thing you can do, and this is my last thing, and we'll move to more super chats. The number one thing you can do is not underestimate someone who disagrees with you, but rather listen to them. Mm-hmm. And and know that if you want them to listen to you, you've got to say things in a way that's respectful, and you got to give whatever they say respect so that we can have good conversations that actually bring the change that no matter where you are on the spectrum of, of politics, not a single individual thinks that this country is perfect. We all want change. We just disagree on what that should be. If we want to see any change whatsoever, we've got to respect each other. Yep. Amen to that. Big Kolosh said, hey, y'all, love the show. What kind of crypto exchanges do you guys prefer? I was looking for interest on crypto.com. I would love your opinions. So I personally use Coinbase for everything that I do. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of DeFi projects like Uniswap is pretty good. If you're looking for a decentralized exchange, uh, I would look at Coinbase, Coinbase Pro, if you're outside of the United States, Bybit is an option. We actually have an affiliate link for Bybit that is down below, I think. Actually, I don't even know if it's down there anymore. But either way, Bybit is a fantastic platform if you're outside of the U.S., so that is an option. Make sure that if you're using Bybit, you're using, um, del- uh, you're being very careful because leverage trading can be dangerous, but those are the ones I would go with. All Sorry right. We got one from Chris Moe. Chris Moe said, you guys rule. Keep it up. That is all. Thank you, Chris. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. To the point. Crypto Lifer said, would love to collab. Okay. Cool. That'd be cool. Uh, let's keep, I'm going to might change that one to a different color. Just got to keep the name there. Uh, Aditya Singh said, hash works one... Hash works one week after it shows buy what to do. Uh, it's a very long-term indicator, so it's okay that it's a week lagging because the hash ribbons flashes by very, very rarely, and it's normally a much longer-term indicator, like I said. So the fact that it flashed by and it flashed by a week ago, that's okay because it is predicting the next three to six months, not the three, not the next three to six days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matt C. said, here's lunch, guys. So Dang. you're all... Oh. Oh, I thought you were... No, you got 50, 50 yeah, bucks. Yeah, 50 bucks. He said, here's lunch, so you guys all set for the webinar today. That's right. Yes, the webinar's today. today. That's right. It is going to be awesome. Crypto Vet, shoot me an email and let's chat. Yeah. 
Yeah, love do it. it. Love it, love it. J J M Z Jams M said, what is James. your exit strategy for profits? So, good question. We talk about this quite a bit here on the channel. I need to make a dedicated video on this and reference it whenever I talk about this. Um, I don't sell crypto at the tops. I buy the bottoms. I don't sell the tops. And that has allowed me to accumulate a massive portfolio in cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. And it's done very well for us. We now have a very large nest egg in cryptocurrency that we are using as our company investment portfolio. I've never once sold Bitcoin into US dollars. Not one time in the history of my channel or in my crypto investment trading career have I ever sold Bitcoin and crypto and taken it out of crypto. I've never done it. I've sold into stable coins when I'm trading. Of course, I've done that. But I've never taken crypto profits and move them out of the market. Now, obviously, everybody's not as blessed as I am to be in the position where they can do that. So there's nothing wrong with selling the top. I'm just saying that I personally haven't. Exit strategy for selling profits, I would look at setting up a percentage of your total portfolio that you were willing to sell. And then the other the other part of that would be the part that you're not willing to sell. So you might say, okay, 25% of my portfolio, I'm willing to sell at the top, but I'm not going to touch the 75%. You want to be constantly building not the dollar value, but the Bitcoin value mm -hmm. or the Ethereum value. How much Bitcoin and Ethereum you have is what you should be looking at, not how much it is worth in dollars, because it's only going to go up. But the number of Bitcoin and Ethereum is locked in. So make sure to look at it that way. Yep. Dan Malon said, longtime watcher, first time super chatter. I got out of hey. stocks and went into crypto eight months ago. Glad I found you guys and love what your channel stands for. Thank you very much, Dan Malon. Sounds a There's, lot like Dan Mullen, who is that's true. right across the street from us. Yeah, the, the coach. Yes. Yeah, I think, Dan, you're in a large majority. I, I've actually had several conversations recently with people who got in eight months ago, and that yep. was January. Yep. That was when we saw the massive boom. Yep. Uh, so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. You know. Welcome to the show. Ozzy Todd said again, he said, not shilling, not even invested yet, but you gamers out there should check out Alluvium, I believe is how that's pronounced. Alluvium. Very interesting look. AAA blockchain game out soon. Yeah. yeah. Cool. We love games. <laughs> Guys, make sure to check that out. What, does like not. <laughs> I just think that, I think that people get overly excited about the blockchain games without seeing any proof that they're good. Some say. of the blockchain games out there are making people a lot of money. Like I was talking to Hashoshi yeah. off camera on Monday. We did an interview on Monday. That's coming out this afternoon, by the way. And Hashoshi was telling me about it, how he has some family that they make like three and a half grand a month in the Philippines because they're doing they're uh, with Axie Infinity. Well, yeah, you know they it's might they, they might be profitable, but I mean more of a gamer perspective. The games might these suck games are going to change the way that we look at entertainment. It we is going to be incredible. See. Last two, Banana, great name. Say Cardano and World. Mobile. Yes. Heck yeah. World Mobile is incredible, and Cardano working with him is a great yep. great thing. Looks Co like we got the last one. Last Corey. one. Corey said, are there are there any altcoins down the road you're excited for? Top three. So I don't know if he's asking if one cracks into the top three, because currently I would say even though it's not in that ranked order, the top three would be Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano. So do you think there's any altcoin out there that could de uh, unseat one of those no, projects. I don't, I don't think, think so. so either. I don't think that's what he's asking, though. I think he's asking, what are my top three oh, altcoins outside of the top ten? Something like that. Um, probably, I would say, uh, B-Chain is really good. Um, Axie Infinity is really good. It, I don't know that it's worth $4 billion, though, so I'm not going to say that one. Uh, Solana. Solana is a good one. I've skipped Solana. Yeah, Solana. So Solana, V-Chain. I, I don't think any project is going to unseat the top three. Chili's but if one, one was going to, it would probably be Solana. That's true. If one was uh, going yeah, to, no, it would uh, yeah. be Solana. The, uh, my thing with Chili's, because I might love Chili's the most of this whole show, I, I think the potential for Chili's is massive. I I... Well, I don't know yet. I'll say we need to see. It I a think more. the potential for Chili's is big, as in it's a like could be a big company style yeah. thing. I don't think it's gonna be like. There's kind of this narrative with like almost every cryptocurrency that they're like some life changing technology that every single altcoin has something they want to do to change the absolute face of the planet. Chili's doesn't really aspire for that. It's just like hey, this is a cool sports token you make lots of money on. So that that's why like okay I like Chili's. I like uh, V Chain. It sounds pretty cool, but I also I really like um, Solana because it, yeah. it's more recreational oriented. Yeah. I think that's something that needs to be focused on, as well as all these big life changing projects. Man, we should have gotten that EOS R on you a lot a long time ago. That camera look, makes you look so much better than the than the A sixty four hundred. Another project, it's a little zoomed in though. So another yeah, project yeah. I see someone uh, talk about here, and I don't know, I don't know too much about this, Jeb. I don't know if you either. But I do know a little bit uh, is Audius. What is your thoughts about Audius? Oh yes, Audius. So Audius is something that we've that uh, we're doing content on that at some point today. Um, 
Audius partnered with TikTok, and it's a huge yeah. deal. Yep. Doubled in price. Yeah, Audius is a very, very big cryptocurrency. I literally just learned about it yesterday, so I can't tell you to invest yeah. in it or not. But from everything I've heard, it's something you should probably it's, be having it's a one portfolio of those things position like, Do in. I know what it does and, and what every fundamental detail of it is? No. But if TikTok partnered with them... I know enough about it to know it's big, yeah. and you'll probably make a lot of money yeah. long-term if you invest in it. It's probably yes. a good project. Absolutely. Yeah, well, let's go ahead and do our price predictions. Let's wrap it out a little early. Well, yeah, so uh, if it were to end today, and I did not grab the numbers right at 9 o'clock, but let's, I'm going to grab them for right now. If it were to end today, Bitcoin is currently sitting at 45,325. That would mean a SMEI win. Uh, currently, Ethereum is sitting at 3,065. 3, that would mean a SMEI win. And Cardano is sitting at $1.98, which again would be a SMEI win. So if this prediction ended today, Smay sweeps because he is the bottom of the predictions. However, it is only Wednesday. We have two more days. And as we talked about in the TA today, all three of those projects actually have very bullish indicators flashing yep. that could see it rally back up. The question is, how far will it go? Will it go crazy far into where Jeb is the highest of all three, or will it stay somewhere in the middle, kind of sitting pretty close to where it was sitting on Monday, in which case I think I would win all three. Uh, so... Again, it is anyone's to lose, anyone's to win. Uh, but make sure you stay tuned because this is what is interesting. Smay has three wins, and the the first person to win four gets to open the prize to the bottom of this hodl trophy, which was made by our good friend JD. JD, if you're in chat, shout out to you and your family. Uh, if Smay wins this week, he has to open it. If, yeah. if Jeb or I win, we both have two wins, so it'll make things very interesting mm -hmm. if one of us wins uh, because then we'll be getting really, really close. It's almost like I think the most we could keep going before this thing is open is three more weeks. Three or four more weeks. It's opening soon. Uh, opening soon, soon, the HODL trophy. Yep. Is that all of them? I think we have another super Wait, chat that just rolled chat. in. It says, Geoffrey yeah, Fritz, Fritz uh, said, bought $6,500 for Ethereum yesterday on Coinbase Pro, only paid $2.40 in fees. That's pretty cool. Use Pro, uh, use Pro. don't use Coinbase. Yeah. Yes, that's actually a, a big distinction is mm -hmm. the, the fees on Coinbase itself can be a little bit messy and high. Coinbase Pro, though... <laughs> I like that's what I use when I yep. do trading when I do all that stuff. Yep. So I I agree with you 100%. Geoffrey Fritz, uh, Coinbase Pro is the way to go. Definitely make sure to do that. And by the way, guys, before we wrap out the stream, make sure to check out Lux Algo. The link for that is in the description box down below. It's one of the top indicators I've ever used in my entire trading career, and you should definitely use it. We've had a ton of people sign up for it. Drop a one in chat if you use Lux Algo and you love it. And also, if you haven't already, make sure to sign up for the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy. We have over 45 videos and 15 hours of high-quality educational content in here where I've, where I've already taught over 5,000 students how to become professional cryptocurrency technical analysts so that they can go and become profitable traders and investors. It's the best investment you will ever make, an investment in yourself, that is. So make sure you check that out with the link in the description box down below. Anyway, guys, that's all we got for you today. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter also, at CryptoJeb and at CryptoJeb Official over on TikTok. We have a Reddit, so that's r slash Knights J-E-B-B-I-K n-i-g-h-t-s and also make sure to follow us on facebook i believe the link for that is down below anyway guys unless there's anything else that is going to wrap it out for today's video before i go though i do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching as always and i will see you guys in the next video peace oh i got a real good